0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Well, I'm not going to. (laughs) Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, uh, ASE certified will. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Allison. Hey, Liz. Today we're going to talk about kids and car safety between your vehicle repair questions we've invited to uh, our thursday neighbor our neighbor won't you be our neighbor back to the show we talked about car safety with kids on our may 16th 2019 show you can find that podcast welcome back dr morgan mcleod hey y'all thanks for having me oh thank you for getting up an hour <laughs> earlier <laughs> for joining us uh, at, at, for an extra hour at MPB we I I MPB appreciate Allison and Morgan so much they volunteer they come here out of the goodness well they phone here out of the goodness of their heart to bring you all all this great information and um, So, on our podcast, we covered car seats and hot cars. Man, it's getting hot again, and car seats are so important. Today, we thought we'd kind of focus a little bit about driveways and trunk safety for our little ones. Um, So, um, Dr. Morgan McLeod, we are so glad that you're here. Um, You know... uh, We might think um, it's uh, amusing to read about a five-year-old who got up and got into the car and drove down the street, but uh, it's not common and it's also not really funny. Uh, What are some reasons to keep kids from uh, playing inside the car?
2: Yeah, well, I think there's lots of different reasons. Um, One of them is the hot car, like you had just mentioned that we talked about before. Um, I feel like that's probably one of the biggest ones this time of year because it is so hot. It was like 92 degrees yesterday here in Jackson. Um, And we know that the car, if the car is turned off and you have the doors closed and the windows up, it can heat up like 20 degrees more in a time span of 10 minutes, which is not a long time. Um, so I feel like that's probably one of the biggest concerns this time of year is the hot car. Um, so you want to make sure that you keep your car locked uh, when you get in the house. Like when you come in for the day, you want to keep that car locked because kids are sneaky and they will find your keys and they'll go hide in there. It's a great place to hide for hide and seek and, And so, you know, kids are likely to go in there. And I feel like the hot car is probably one of the biggest things. Um, Getting stuck in the trunk is another one. The trunk is also a good place to hide. And so, you know, there's not very good ventilation there. It gets very hot in there. So it's a very dangerous place for your children to be in the trunk. So that's another important thing to think about. And then just... In general, your children playing in the car, like you said, they can easily knock the car into reverse or drive or neutral, whatever it may be, depending on how your car is. Um, And that's dangerous when they're in a moving car and they do not know how to operate it. Uh, So those are probably three of the biggest things I could think about.
1: I had
3: a... Go ahead, Allison. I have a question. I'm curious, is is kids getting in trunks a... A big problem? Is that something you hear about a lot? Um, Because I don't feel like I ever got in the trunk as a kid
2: to hide (laughs) and seek. So is that something you hear about a lot, doctor? No. The statistics I found were... um that they're not the most recent, but from 2005 to 2009, that was the closest I could find. Only 16 kids died from that, so over a, a four-year time span, only 16 children. So, no, it's not that common, um, but that's just deaths. So I couldn't find anything about injuries or heat-related injuries uh, with regarding Trump. So, not that common, but definitely can happen. Definitely can happen, yeah. That's, that's
3: a little bit of a high number for me just to think about, but Yeah.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't want your yeah. baby to be one of the, the 16. And I know my baby, 22 years ago, uh, hide and, as soon as you said, okay, it's time to go, that was the time to start hide-and-seek. And you'd have to... It was a tiny two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, and she could just hide somewhere and, uh, uh, you know, hiding in the car. I I guess one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it is because I loved the car. I loved playing in the car, playing in the trunk, touching the buttons, looking at how all the things did, the the seats that flopped over. It It was like a magical origami button-pushing Wonderland. And I just loved our car and, you know, other people's car, and I would just feel horrible if this happened to someone. And also, I wanted to make sure, you know, we have a lot of grandparents who listen to this show who maybe aren't used to having kids around so much, so if there's any kind of safety things This might help them to think, oh, wait a second, I need to not just leave the keys on the counter in case a grandchild wants to go and do something.
2: And, and now it's so much easier to start cars. All the new cars just have the push button. So um, a lot of times you do have to have your foot on the brake, I feel like, to push it, too. But still, you know, like, it's not having to turn the ignition like we used to have to do, um, which makes it a lot easier for kids to start the cars.
1: Allison, did you have some things you wanted to talk about?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... I was curious
3: about the cars that are out these days. Um, what kind of things do they have technologically or even from the past that help keep a car safe for children to be around, like the glow-in-the-dark
2: trunk pool and stuff like that? Right. That's one of the biggest things I've seen is the, the, gl- the trunk release. I think pretty much every... Car from like September two thousand and one is what I read has an emergency trunk release in their car for kids. That that for sure. Um, that's when they started. It was in two thousand
3: one. Yeah,
2: okay. that's what I. That's what I found. I that was have the date. It. So it goes back a pretty good ways. Okay. Yeah almost 20 years ago so um so that i know that's definitely one of the things and then like we talk, i was mentioning the start in the car you usually have to put your foot on the brake as well even though it's a push start i feel like most cars have that so i feel like that's a little bit of a, a safety feature in that you know you can't just go in and push the button you've got to make sure that you're able to hit the brake at the same time um, airbags you know i you can turn them off from the passenger side. That, I guess that's another one of the safety features they've tried to to help with with cars because kids, we know, airbags are great for adults, but they may be a little more dangerous for children. Um, and so, being able to turn more. the airbags off is another fa- safety feature. What age would
3: you turn off the airbag, or how does that work? Is it is it certain age group that certain size? that would be okay to sit with the
2: airbag so ideally what the aap which is the american academy of pediatrics they recommend just everybody under 13 need to be sitting in the back seat that that's going to be the safest place for them uh, because that'll be the least exposure to airbags but you know that's not always the most recent, you know, a lot of children will hop in the front seat. So under 13, I guess I would say, because that's kind of our recommendation of who stays in the back seat. So if they're under 13, that would probably be when you would want to turn those airbags off. Okay, that's great.
3: And do they still have child locks in cars? Is that, is that a feature in all cars, no matter what, like even trucks, or
2: do you know? I'm not sure about that, honestly. I know a lot of cars have child locks, and they still have those for the windows and for the doors. Um, But I don't know that that's a feature in every car.
1: Well, we have a couple of calls. Let's take one call before we go to break. Let's go to Craig in Biloxi. Craig, thanks for joining AutoCorrect today. Go ahead.
0: Good morning. Uh, I got my fingers caught in the door when I was a kid. And I was just wondering, and as an as a young adult, too, but the, I was wondering if there's a lot of issues about that with, with uh, children getting any serious injuries.
3: Gosh, I did it recently to my nephew. I accidentally slammed the door on his hand, and it busted his fingers up and had blood everywhere, so you I, I just have to be careful. I've had my door, my hand slammed in the door before, and I know growing up it happened a few times, so... As as far as the safety feature to keep that from happening, I don't think there's anything, but just be diligent and very careful.
0: I was just wondering. Uh, oh, yes. There's a doctor there. I was just wondering if the doctor had a uh, had a lot of uh, issues with that.
2: Um, I, you know, I don't think person. a lot of those injuries require. Come into the doctor, but I know it definitely happens all the time. Like Allison said, I've I've definitely done it to myself, done it to other people, slamming. Uh, but there's definitely a risk for crush injuries for sure if you slam hard enough, depending on. How it happens, I wouldn't think just rolling up in the window uh, would cause enough of a injury to cause a crush injury, but definitely closing the door on your fingers, uh, you are at risk for having a, a crush injury and causing damage to the bone. Um, and depending on how it happens, you know, definitely could have a laceration that may need stitches. Um, I wouldn't say that we see it a ton because most of them are pretty minor injuries, but it definitely could happen.
4: Yeah, that, yeah, that pain's a good teacher. Okay, I'm gonna go back to the radio.
1: Thanks, Craig. We appreciate you calling in. We've got Dr. Morgan McLeod here. So she's going to help us learn about kids and car safety. Maybe you're a new parent. Maybe you're a new grandparent. And you need a little bit of information. We're talking kids and car safety between your vehicle repair calls or your emails. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB. Think
4: Radio.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash CarTag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you ever want more AutoCorrect, Please please find our podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart device. Here are the recalls for the week. The 2011-2015 Ford and Lincoln cars, SUVs and van, previously recalled door latches may break. So dealers will inspect and replace the side door latches if necessary for free. The 2020 Chevrolet Silverado HDs, GMC Sierra HDs. Dealers will replace the hood assembly for free. And this one's a big one, folks. Uh, don't, you know, tons of folks have these. The 2014 through 2017 Ford F 150. Dealers will replace the brake master cylinder and inspect the brake booster, replacing it as necessary for free. That's going to be a big one. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website, nhtsa.gov slash recalls, and inputting your VIN number. We're talking today about driveway safety and kids with Dr. Morgan McLeod. We're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email is auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a couple of calls, so let's go ahead and go to Sue in Beaumont. Sue, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect. Hi, What's how your are comment today? or question? I, I just saw, uh, I just want to comment. I, I saw on Facebook, so I don't know how legitimate it is.
4: Uh, a few weeks ago, I saw on Facebook a, a picture of a highway patrolman stopping a kid driving a car on the expressway. He was only like five or six. I don't think he could see through the windshield, but uh, kids can. If they see adults do it, they, there's some daring kids out there that might want to try it. So, how can you keep them out of the car except by locking the car? But if, you get, if they know where the keys are, they can get in there anyway. How do? You, how do yeah, you, I think.
2: I, I think that's a great point Sue so I think the the biggest thing to do is just talk to your kids you know start those conversations as early as you can um, about that the car. Uh, you know car safety and that you're not to get in the car without an adult it's not a safe place to hide or play Um, and just trying to start those conversations as early as you can and if you have a very mischievous kid you may just have to hide your keys um, so that they can't find them or put them in a place where they can't be reached uh, for the kids but yeah I think the biggest thing is just talking to your kids and trying to educate them and starting those conversations as early as you can.
4: And maybe a spanking wouldn't hurt any.
2: (laughs) Okay, thanks. Well, yeah. Thank you for your call.
1: Thanks, Sue. We appreciate you calling in. Let's now go to uh, Mary in Oxford. Mary, thanks for being part of AutoCorrect. Go ahead. You're welcome. I just wanted to make a comment. My
3: uh, daughter lost a young puppy, a young dog, in her car. It didn't show up for some time and she didn't realize it hopped in the back but i was just thinking if a grandchild had gone in with the puppy she would have lost both of them so um, i'm glad you're having this show and thank you very much for all your programming
1: well we're so glad you called in mary yeah, we're tailing in after uh, after creature comfort so uh, yeah kids and pets uh uh, be careful. I know my dog, she'll jump into any car with the door open. That's her favorite thing to do is uh, to ride in the car. So we want, we want all of our uh, kids and pets to be extra safe. Let's go ahead and now go to Tom, who's calling in from New Albany. Tom, what's your comment or question for AutoCorrect?
0: Yes, ma'am. Good morning. I, uh, I was going to comment on the passenger airbag thing since about, uh, my mom's 78, she got a 2017 Equinox and she calls me one day and she goes there's a light on the dash when somebody is riding with me, it says AIRBAG, and it's lit but when I'm alone it's not lit since about 2014 most manufacturers have got a I call it a dead man switch in the passenger seat, if there's not about 100 pounds riding shotgun with you the airbag will not deploy. So you could put, a, ch- say, for example, a, a, ch- a child in a rear-facing car seat in the front. It will not, if there's an accident, it will not trigger the airbag. Do
3: you know if uh, that that's you, mandated by law? You're not turning law? it on and
0: off. You're not turning it on and off. It stays on, but it's only active and deployable if there is an adult or more than 100 pounds or so in the passenger seat.
3: That's interesting. I wonder if that's uh, something that is a law, that they have to do that. Well, Um,
4: my my brother has an
0: older vehicle. It's like a 2008, and there's actually a key switch in the dash. You have to manually put the key in and go passenger airbag on, passenger airbag off. With these newer ones, um, it's like the sensors in the front bumper. If you bump something at less than 10 miles an hour, the bags will not deploy. It has to be a certain pressure. Well, at the same time, if there's no one riding shotgun and you do hit something bad enough to deploy the driver's bag, it will not deploy the passenger's bag as well if, unless there is, unless the car thinks, hey, there's someone here that needs protection. So it, it's, I don't know if that's like uh, mandatory now, but it's like the majority of automakers, it started in Germany, I think, with actually with uh, either Mercedes or um, uh, or BMW Audi. maybe. Well, I, I might have been BMW. I was. I, I was trying to think of Audi, but I don't even think Audi. I and mean, I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> my car has that feature as well. Um, but it, it. At least I've noticed that even if I put like a heavy bag over there, because my work bag is always filled to the max. That, well, I mean, it, even sometimes the light will come in with just, like, my bag sitting in the passenger seat, too. Well, so. it, it's
0: kind of iffy. It's like the switch is, like, placed where the tailbone or something would be. If You just have to hit it just right with enough weight, from what I understand. I mean, I researched it because I was like, why is that light doing that? And um, come to find out, it's like an automatic thing now. So I don't know if that's, like I said, it's, I think it's pretty much standard now.
2: Right. Yeah, I think so in the newer cars. Thank you, Tom. We
1: appreciate that. And uh, Allison, what do we say about uh, owner's manuals? Oh, please read them. (laughs) So much good
3: information. So much good information in there.
1: Tom, thanks so much for calling in. We are having a treat today. We've got Dr. Morgan McLeod on AutoCorrect with us. She's usually our Thursday Southern Remedy Kids and Teens host, but she's called in a little bit early to speak with us to talk about keeping our kids and teens and pets and everybody else safe in the car, safe in the driveway, safe in the trunk. Let's take another call and go to Gail from Corinth. Gail, what's your comment or question for Autocorrect today?
5: Good morning, and thank you so much for uh, um, having this show. I love being educated, and this is one of the shows that will do that. Um, My car has started to squeak um, the brakes. Um, It only happens in the morning. I heard once that if there's a lot of rain or a lot of moisture it will cause your brakes to squeak, but then it'll go away. Um, I just recently moved to the Mississippi area, and up until about two weeks ago, there was a lot of rain here. Um, We've had sunshine now for a couple of days, but in the mornings when I crank my car to leave, um, my brakes do squeak. So can the lady auto, auto mechanic maybe validate if... The information that i remember from several years ago is true or tell me differently
3: well when they squeak it's usually you do need brake pads on that so your information is that um, the, the brake fluid doesn't have to do with that um with them squealing so that's if that helps you some on that um that's that's what i recommended when they start to squeal you need brake pads which is separate from
5: your brake fluid. Okay, great.
3: All right. Well, thank you.
1: Thank you, Gail. We appreciate you calling in. Um, uh, Dr. Morgan-McLeod, let's move on and talk a little bit about driveway safety. Uh, Tell us some good tips to keep uh, kids, you know, maybe pets or anybody else, uh, safe around our driveways.
2: Yeah, unfortunately there's, there's way too many injuries and potentially even death that can happen in the driveway. And unfortunately, most of these are family members that end up, you know, running over the child or, cause an injury in the driveway. So it's definitely important to make sure that you're mindful of that if you have younger children that often play in the driveway, such as basketball or riding their bikes or scooters, whatever it may be. So it's, it's probably good to have a discussion with your children about trying not to stay in the driveway too much for those types of activities. Just because, you know, a lot of times we're in a hurry and we hop in our car and we don't always look around the car to check and make sure that there's nobody, especially if you've got a little one, you know, you may not see them. Um, so trying to find other places for your children to do those activities, that's probably one of the bigger things, uh, limiting as much activity as you can in the driveway the other thing is just for parents and adults to make sure that you look all the way around the car before you get in the car If you've got young children or if you've got grandchildren that are out playing or if you have neighbors too you know that come over often that's another thing to think about um is just to try to take a quick glance around the car to make sure that you've looked in that there's nobody around uh having cameras in the back of your car I feel like has been pretty helpful. I know I've never had a camera in my car until my most recent car and so it is... have really grown accustomed to looking into the camera, uh, trying to look really closely to make sure that I don't see any anything around me, uh, because that's definitely one of the biggest things is just looking around the car to make sure nobody is around you. That's one of the biggest concerns I have for driveway safety is, um, unfortunately, some people do run over children because they don't see them.
3: Dr. McLeod, are you familiar with sensors that they have on cars now to let you know something's close to your bumper or in the perimeter of your car. I feel like there's some stuff out like that with this new technology. Do you know of anything like that?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean just like with cameras also having cameras in the back of you know, in the back of the car, the sensors definitely are also very helpful. And the sensors, at least in my car, they're very sensitive. They'll go off for like anything that they see coming. Are they on the front of the car too, or are they just the rear or? I think it probably depends on the car. I know in my car it's just in the rear, um, but I think some of the newer and fancier cars have, you know, all around the car they have the sensors because they'll have them in the front as well. But I don't know if it's activated, you know, when your car's in reverse or if it's all the time. I'm, I'm not sure about that.
1: So,
3: Allison.
2: About that, yeah. There we
3: go. Some research for me.
1: Yeah, Allison. How could people find out? What are some of the options on their car?
3: Well, um, one thing that you can do is actually go to a manufacturer website, Nissan, Toyota, whatnot, and actually look through their websites and see the different features and everything that. that the cars have, and that's usually really informative. So that's that's what I use when I look to find new technology. What's going on? Other than that, you can get a review. Like we had um, Casey on, who does reviews on cars, and he's pretty in depth about um, what all they have. So you can you know look on YouTube and find his videos, or or someone doing that, and get reviews on these new cars. And they'll talk about the different the new technology with these new sensors and everything.
1: Yeah, if you hear a binging or a tinging or a flashing light, learn what that is, so you don't just turn it off. Uh, if it's oh, on and there, when you're in the
3: owner's manual, yes,
1: indeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, learn learn how to use it. Our email address, where you can send a question, is auto at mpbonline.org. We've got an email to get to. We're talking about car safety for the kids with Dr. Morgan McLeod, our Thursday Southern Remedy doctor, whose show is on right after this one on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Taking more of your car repair questions next. What's an unreliable car not to buy? We'll get to that in a bit. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the Lady Auto Mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone. It's the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show, On the MPB public media app, you can click the support button and make a contribution because, wow, we really do rely on these contributions to purchase our national programming and to keep the lights on here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Now, Consumer Reports rounded up the poorest used models of the past decade. Today, we're going to caution you about the BMW X5. Consumer Reports recommends avoiding. The 2011 and 2012 models completely due to reliability issues. There are also issues with the 2013 and 2014 model years, but then in 2014, they redesigned it. So please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car. Suggest, Consumer reports. Carcomplaints.com. Hey, that's another resource. Allison likes that one, too, for unreliable car- our lists, And just to find out what's going on with your car. And if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Allison talked about our, our guest uh, from the other week, Casey Williams, who's the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for over 25 years. His review this week is that 2020 Lexus LS 500 H. Morgan, this Lexus is over $100,000. I can't can't even believe it. I I, I still can't even believe it. We've been talking about kids' safety in and around cars with Dr. Morgan McLeod. We hope that you'll email us your questions, auto at mpbonline.org. We'd love for you to give us a call. Our lines are all open. Our number is 1877 MPB ring. That's 18776727464. Allison, we do have an email for you. Okay. It's from John. John says, "A couple days ago, I replaced my car's old dead battery with a new one." a Walmart ever start. I was surprised the new battery was so much lighter. Does that indicate lesser quality? The old battery weighed about forty pounds and the new one may be half or two thirds as much.
3: Well what John didn't mention was the price and the price of the Walmart batteries is a lot cheaper than most batteries. Uh, I'd get my batteries from there, but I don't expect them to last as long as other batteries. So that, with it being lighter like that, it probably has less material on the inside, so it, it, it'll it wear out quicker, more than likely. So um, so that's probably what he's dealing with there, and, and that's what you get when you get a, a Walmart battery. They tend to run about 50 to $60, and that's like... Yeah, a lot less than if you go to O'Reilly's AutoZone or Interstate Battery, which run around a hundred and ten dollars a piece, so or more. So it's a big savings, but you can kind of expect them to not last as long. But but so far I've had uh, pretty good usage out of the ones that I've used. Good
1: enough for the price. <laughs> Excellent. Um- uh, Dr. Morgan McLeod, we're talking with you about kids' safety in and around cars in between uh, individuals' vehicle repair questions, or maybe we've got some new grandparents or some new parents who have car safety questions. Talk about safety in parking lots. Uh, you know, going, walking in and, and out from, well, you really shouldn't be taking your kids to the grocery store, but maybe you need to uh, take them somewhere to the doctor's office or something. Uh, what are some good parking lot tips for when you're with your
2: kids? Well, I think this is when the, um, the safety features come into handy, if you've got those in your car with the child lock and the doors. Um, and so that way, if you have those locked, they can't open the door from the inside And I think that's probably one of the biggest things because, you know, when you get excited and you pull up to the store, the kids, especially if they're in just something like a booster seat and they can unbuckle themselves, then they'll just hop right out of the car. So I think that's an important time to make sure that you've got the child locks in your car. If you have that feature available, try to do that, especially for the doors. Um, and then I think the biggest thing again is uh, I c- can't emphasize enough is just talking to your kids about the safety, you know, that when we get to the store, wait until I come to the door to let you out uh, and, you know, emphasizing that they have to walk beside you or hold your hand, whatever that may be um, so that they are by the adult the whole time when they're walking through the parking lot. Uh, so that's one of the biggest things I would t- say is just talking to your kids, you know, it's the minute you pull up. Don't get out of the car until I get around. But trying to have those conversations too before you go uh, so that the kids know what to expect when they get there.
1: And it, you know, we mentioned before it is getting warmer and maybe folks will be taking some uh, trips in the car. Um, As for vacations, a lot of times people, you know, will probably be in the car some more.
2: Remind us again
1: about hot cars.
2: Yes. So hot cars, uh, like I, in case somebody missed it earlier, but I had said that a car can heat up if you've got the doors closed and the windows up, it can heat up 20 degrees in as little as 10 minutes. Um, so that's very fast. The other thing is kids' bodies heat up a lot faster than an adult's does. It heats up about three to five times faster than an adult's does. So if a child is left in a car in the summertime with the windows up and the doors closed, they can get very hot very fast, and they can start having damage to their body. You know, once the temperature reaches 104 or higher, but death can occur when it gets to be 107. Um, so that you know, if you think about it, now of course our body's temperature has been regulated. But if you 92 degrees and it heats up 20 degrees, that can happen pretty quickly. The child can get overheated very fast. Um, cracking a window doesn't really help. So, you know, if you think, well, I'll just leave them in the car and crack the window, same thing with a pet too, like our caller said earlier. Um, you know, cracking the window, leaving your child or a pet in the car is not going to be helpful, not when it's this hot outside. So um, just some tips for trying to prevent leaving your child in the car is, you know, always make sure that you're looking in the back seat before you get out of the car. One way that I recommend... to to do is put something that you are going to need when you get out of the car in the back seat so that you don't forget to look in the back seat so if you carry a briefcase to work or purse or your computer or if you don't have any of that and you have like a automatic car with a push start you can even put your keys back there just something cell phone in the back seat of the car so that when you get out of the car you know you're going to go look in the back seat to make sure to grab that item, and you'll be able to look at the back seat to see if your child or pet, whatever it may be, is still in there. That um, just breaks my
1: heart when you hear the stories about the dad who normally doesn't take the kid to daycare, or um, you know, their routine got changed just a little bit, and they forgot that the kid was in the back seat. And that I, I can't, I can't imagine the pain a family member would go through being responsible for that and uh, you know the kids in being left in hot cars maybe in car seats all day
2: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it can happen so easily too. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to point fingers at anybody because any of us can do it. You know, we get to, our life is so fast paced these days. We're just going from point A to point B. Um, And when you have kids, you know, life is even crazier. And so trying to rush around to where all you have to go, I mean, it can happen so easily. So uh, that was the other thing I was going to say too, is uh, speaking of cell phones, like putting your cell phone in the back seat, trying to avoid distractions, too, because if you are distracted, if you're talking on your cell phone or, um, you know, whatever it may be, texting, hopefully not texting and driving, but if you were, you know, and you are distracted, you may forget about it. And if you've got a small child who can't speak up, that could easily... You know, happen if you're distracted. So, trying to put away the distractions, especially the cell phones, uh, will also be helpful. And you know, like you said, Liz, if if you this is kind of out of your normal routine, it may be smart to put some kind of reminder or just something that you could check to make sure that you remember to check it off your list that you did take your child, and you know, just some kind of reminder to keep you alert.
1: I like the idea of putting your shoe back there because as soon as you get out of yeah. the car, if you're not wearing one of your shoes, uh, you'd figure that out pretty quick.
2: Okay. That's a good one. I had never thought about the shoes. I like that. We have been discussing
1: kit safety around cars and taking your vehicle repair questions. You can send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? We'll tell you in just a bit. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Susan
3: Buttress, host of Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, a show that explores issues
1: that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life's disruptions. Whatever it is, we're here to help.
3: Find out what we're all about and subscribe to the podcast by using any podcast app or by downloading our MPB public media app.
5: Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool.
1: This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our live program, you can listen to the whole show on our website. Autocorrect.com dot mpbonline.org i'm liz gill i'm with the lady auto mechanic Allison walker ase certified hey our special guest today is also on right after this show it's 11 a.m's southern remedy kids and teens with dr morgan mcleod we appreciate her taking an extra hour to donate to mpb and speaking with us for about uh, kids and teens in the cars. Now, Allison, here's something that's in the news. Uh, this is kind of timely. There's a new ios 12 app and i suppose that's that's for uh, apple phones it's called pulled over by the police you can't get it in the apple's app store it has to be downloaded from a link using the shortcuts app that comes pre-installed on the new iphones all you do is you say hey siri i'm getting pulled over and then once siri is alerted about the traffic stop the program springs into action and it pauses any music that might be playing. It turns down your screen brightness. It puts your phone in a do not disturb mode. And Siri will then send a text message to a designated emergency contact to let them know what's happening. The front, front camera turns on to record a video of the occurrence and then once users stop the recording a copy of the video is sent to a specified contact the brightness returns to normal the do not disturb is disabled and um in 2017 uh, the aclu released an android app called ACLU Blue that allows people to record law enforcement and share those recordings in a public forum. And then there's another app in the Google Play Store called I'm Getting Arrested. It enables anyone with one click to broadcast a custom alert message in the event they are arrested. And I think if you go to Google Play, there's a a few others. So that's something folks might want to have on their phones we've got a call let's go to uh john who's calling in from greenwood john thanks for calling into autocorrect today what's your comment or question for the show
4: oh yes uh I recently got a car painted and uh, all of the paint smells within in the car. And I was uh, looking on, you know, the internet that, you know, it's the fumes in there are not, not good for just inhaling. How can I eliminate, I get that smell out of the car? And uh, I saw some things on the internet that you can, you know, you can go buy some things like older lemonades. But just to, just to keep on inhaling those fumes, is that dangerous to my health?
3: I would think that it would be dangerous or, you know, you, you wouldn't want to inhale that. You know, if it smells bad, then it probably is bad. And car paint is, I don't think it's like house paint. It's house paint these days, they've got low VOCs or no VOCs on it. But with car paint, they don't have to do that and, or as much. And there, so it's a lot, probably a lot more toxic. It's a lot more intense paint to to stick to the car surface so one thing i is is your car does it have a cabin filter that you know of
4: i don't know i don't know exactly in the in the the guy that painted he used some of the aerosol cans you know, like you can buy at walmart just for touch up and stuff and it's real real loud some of the some of the black or whatever you call it it is it's real real you know loud in the car uh
3: well, if you, um, if you still have your owner's manual, you can look up and see if you have a cabin filter, or you can actually look behind your glove compartment and see if it's in there. Um, usually they're behind the glove compartment if you have a cabin filter. And what you can do is replace that cabin filter with a new one and maybe spray it with some Febreze or something like that. might help dissipate that smell. And then putting some odor eater cans or the little odor eaters like they use for smokers and for strong smells under your car seat or something like that might help. Other than that, I, I don't know what you could do besides leaving the windows down and letting it letting it air out of there.
4: Yeah, I got one more question. Uh, will that scent eventually go away? I mean, if I wash the car, will that help?
3: It certainly should. I would think so. I haven't run across this problem before, but you would think that that would help a lot.
4: Okay, I'll try. I, I'm looking on the internet, and uh, they were telling me that you can at least, you know, put some something like vinegar or let it absorb, and maybe something like uh, maybe like an onion or something. I don't. I could see vinegar helping cut
3: into the smell. So, But uh, I don't think it would hurt anything either. Vinegar is like non-toxic and and it's fairly mild. So that might be good.
1: Thanks for calling in for us. Uh, We had my uh, headliner replaced inside our car, and we just had to drive with the windows down for a really long time. Real quickly, let's finish off the show with V from Waynesboro. V, what's your comment or question for the show?
4: Yes, um, which is the best place to purchase the uh, engine uh, filter from from Toyota or from uh, another uh, shop? I actually like to use the original
3: equipment from Toyota if you can. Yes. Um, so for instance, I bought a cabin filter for a Honda Civic recently and the, and it was noticeably thinner. Yeah. Then if I had gotten it from Honda. and But that was just the cabin filter, so I wasn't that worried about it. But for something like your engine filter, you're going to get a higher quality from, actually from your manufacturer more than likely on that. They tend to make them a little different for the aftermarket when it comes to to
1: filters it looks like unless
3: you high quality one
1: yeah. thank you so much for calling in uh, man another hour just flew by that's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect we appreciate Dr. Morgan McLeod for being on our show she got here a little hour early uh, to help us with AutoCorrect we want to thank our call screener Jay White and our board engineer Michelle McAdoo Jason Klein also helped us out today and Java Chapman I need a lot of help around here folks (laughs) and so Allison man we appreciate Allison volunteering her time and if you have a a question for Allison you can always find her on Facebook Twitter and Instagram Allison Walker she's also there as the lady auto mechanic I'm Liz Gill we hope you'll join us each Thursday at 10 a.m. live for autocorrect on MPB Think Radio